What's going on? Welcome to Totally Blitz Podcast. We finna break down week one of the NFL for y'all boys. Go down the slate, talk all the games. Go down, like, and subscribe, comment your thoughts of week one, your biggest takeaways on week one. And if you have any shit you want to talk that you, you called that shit, let us know down in the comments. We love to hear that. As always, we're your hosts. I'm Paul. Pick a win of Contra. And I'm always joined with... Hey, man. It's your favorite dirty bird. Mr. One to know himself. First time since 2017. <laughs> Kev Water, blessed boy. <laughs> Paul, man. I know we got some more important games to get into first, so we're not going to talk about that 24 to 10 beating we put on the Panthers. Shout out that boy, Marcus. I'm going to be on the boxing episode. Not even going to know. I'm praying I don't know either of the fighters either. So I could be like, I hope they. Do. I hope you don't get beat like the Falcons did the Panthers. You feel me? But NFL week one was interesting. I think it was. this was a week where, like, usually the excitement goes crazy at 1 o'clock. I feel like 1 o'clock by halftime, I'm amazed. I'm thanking God football is back. But I feel like this went like a standard. Yeah, one o'clock was a lot of defense. Was a lot, especially before halftime. Was a lot of defense. I think some teams figured it out. You had teams that was just on some shit like the 49ers. You don't know what they were going through, what what they went through this summer, because they just came back. They came back hungry. CMC first touch. That's crazy. Motherfucking then you got you got four o'clock and you got games like the Eagles, Patriots. The Dolphins, Chargers, Thriller, my pick for game of the week, but we'll get into those later. Oh, man, that shit was a thriller, Pablo. I ain't going to lie to you, kid. That shit was fine. And then you go up, and then you go watch this. De- if I thought, if, if you watched the MMA episode, you heard me use the word decimated. And that's what I, that's, that's my new word for the week. You feel me? Decimated. We watched the Cowboys utterly decimate the Giants. I couldn't even tell the Giants were a playoff team last year the way they fucked them up. And it was crazy that Kadarius Tony tweeted out, man, 40 and 0. I needed that. It helped me feel better. 40 to 0. I was like, wow, you dangerous. But, and then you get right there, and then we peek it at the Jets versus the motherfucking Bills. And if you're asking me what game we should start off with first, I'm just saying, don't be your dogs. We can start off with them just because it, uh, uh, like that is where everyone's talking. It's the biggest talking point from week one, and it and it's not anything. No one's talking about how Zach Wilson beat the Bills and Josh Allen had four turnovers in the game. Mister Athletic, I, say, I didn't even know. I didn't even know Zach Wilson played. Like I know he played, but I didn't see. I definitely wouldn't have gave him no one. Like I was. I just kept seeing other people make plays, and like I just did not see Zach Wilson. I'm not gonna lie, to you, but we could get into that in a second. So. He just gonna so he just gonna start calling my dog the athletic Carson Wentz for real. But I've been saying he's without his legs. What is he? A turnover machine, and like it, it showed. It showed. Like, look at him. Uh, I don't have the stats in front of me, but he since being drafted, he leads the league in interceptions by like a wide margin. He he's um. He's always trying to, and it's not even like the interceptions were jump balls. It was him throwing it deep on, like, a third and short where he could have ran and probably got the first down. But then he tries to throw it up to Gabe Davis in triple coverage, and it's way overthrown, and the safety's doing a punt. But two of his interceptions were the safety doing a fucking punt. Like, oh, where the ball at? Tracking the punt, catching that bitch because it's way overthrown. The receiver was not even, like, a good couple yards behind him. 
And then the other one is just Jordan Whitehead being just reading the play, seeing the out route, jumping the the route as soon as it's thrown. And Jordan Whitehead, shout out to him. He already got his uh incentive for the year, two hundred and fifty k. All he had to need to get was three interceptions on the year. He got three on Josh Allen week one, defensive player of the That's week. Insane. Defensive player of the week, if you ask me, right there. Oh no, I don't know. He got some competition. Forget about my dog Jesse Bates. Three, though. Three of them bitches. Had, what you mean? He had a forced fumble. My nigga hit two. No, he no, yeah. he, no, he doesn't raise the nap. Yeah, but we're not going to get into that yet. We're going to get – don't worry. I got a lot to say about that. But I want to I, I want to argue with you. I would love to because you know how I picked the Bills to win this division. But you got to call a spade a spade, and that's true. The more and more we see Josh Allen – the more and more we realize that Josh Allen is also the reason why this Bills team isn't motherfucking going to, isn't um isn't winning the Super Bowl. Like Josh Allen can be the reason for this team to look great, and he can also be the reason why this team is tripping. And like I don't just blame it on him. I blame it on the fact that it's been three years of supremacy or four year, four or five years of supremacy, and they still don't have a running back. I blame it on the fact that the online is straight, they do their thing, but Dawson Knox, he's a straight tight end, but he ain't great. Well, they got they, they, they went out and drafted in the first round, Dalton Kincaid. And Dalton Kincaid had like four four or five catches this game. He actually – Dawson Knox was a non-factor this game. It was all Dalton Kincaid. Oh, so Dalton Kincaid. Oh, I, I got to look at him. I didn't even hear about Brady. But I just think that there are missing there are missing holes on his team. So I don't be wanting to give Josh Allen the, the whole blame. But that boy do be fucking up. <laughs> Because eventually, I feel like once you get to the once you get to the second interception to Whitehead, you think maybe I should stop throwing it around. Like, you lost to Zach Wilson in the Jets for the second time because they beat you last year. Same squad beat y'all last year. And what was the main? What's the one thing both these games got in common? Josh Allen has a shitload of turnovers. And what's the one thing that when Josh, whenever they're rolling, they're rolling. Whenever they're not rolling, it looks like that. And I kind of like. Someone pointed out, like, take away the uniforms and everything, and let's say that's the Cowboys, and that's Dak Prescott on prime time, losing to Zach Wilson. Everyone's coming for Dak's head. Like, Dak's on the pitchfork. Oh, look at this turnover machine. Cowboys never going to win with him. And, like, Josh Allen, for some whatever reason, and maybe it's because everyone fucks with the Bills because they're jumping through tables and they'd be throwing dildos on the field. Maybe Bills, Ma- Bills Mafia. Bills Mafia be saving them. Yeah, the Bills. The Bills have no have no dildos in the building, from what we know. But the Bills yeah. Mafia keep them. Bills Mafia. That's a, like they they might save them right now. But if you take away everything, if that's if that's a different quarterback doing that, everyone's coming for their head. He's costing them games. Blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. the difference is, you can say the playoff wins for the Bills. The Bills have won playoff games. They went to the champ. All that stuff, but. It's just um, that's what Josh Allen is. I've always seen him make turnovers, and it's because I watched him twice a year at least before the podcast and everything, just playing the Dolphins. And he has great talent. He's it's very similar to the Cowboys. The Bills may be the AFC version of the Cowboys, where it's when the high is high, it's like holy shit, who's stopping this team? And we'll get into that how they blew out the fucking Giants. But when the low is low, you're sitting here like. Oh, this team is never gonna win a Super Bowl. No, that's facts, man. But 
We're gonna get I'm a, I had to let Paul get his Josh Allen ramped out. Now, let's talk this motherfucking game, you feel me? So Paul, this game was lit for the wrong reasons. The fourths on the fourth snap, one minute into the game, our favorite former MVP, Aaron Rodgers, former four-time, four-time MVP, Aaron Rodgers, Ted gets hurt and is out for the rest of the game. We come to find out this afternoon that he tore his Achilles and will be out for the season. Fuck. That was the spec on game during the game. The biggest speculation was torn Achilles, and it, it all came true. But everyone was saying, "What the fuck are they going to do if he tears his Achilles?" And it happened. They got to figure it out. The football god said, "Yeah, fuck you, y'all niggas is not." You should have went. You could have went anywhere except New York, and that's not good. But we're gonna we're gonna pray for him to have a speedy recovery. But Zach Wilson comes in the game, and this is the reason why I say I didn't know that Zach Wilson was playing because that touchdown that Garrett Wilson scored was awe inspiring. I was watching that shit like, no way they just did that. One hand, and it bobbled in a few hand. like around. Yeah, that shit was crazy. And then uh, shout over out seven and a half touchdowns is still alive. Fact. And it goes in the game goes into overtime. And this man, Xavier Gibson. That's his name, right? Xavier Gibson. Yeah. They I they pulled up the hard knocks clip. He was one of the last people to get signed. He barely it was out of there. Barely made the 53. Robert Sala was talked. Robert Sala played it off on his ass like they was gonna send him out of there. And this motherfucker gets that punt and takes it all the way back. And I shit. I said, you know, I almost dropped um dropped my um my piece because I was like, yo, I and I I thought I'd never seen it before, but I was like, nah, what's it called? Um, Deshaun Jackson did do that against um the Giants, but that was in the, that was in over that wasn't in overtime. That was regular regular regulation. This nigga threw it back, ran it back in OT in front of everybody and called game. That was the hardest way to end the week one I've ever seen. Yeah, no, I mean, defense, special teams, still super elite for the fucking Jets. Aaron Rodgers being out, they've been talking about Garner Minshew, Carson Wentz, fucking Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. They're going down the list of quarterbacks that they might go out and get. And I think it's only smart. If Carson Wentz, to First me. Phillip Rivers, I'm shook. <laughs> yeah, to me, I think Carson Wentz, the smart play, if you're willing to send a draft pick or something, go get Gardner Minshew off the Colts. But if you really – I mean, they put all their eggs into the basket this year. So they really do have to go out and get somebody because they know Zach Wilson isn't going to take him to the promised land. And maybe – and it also hurts the Packers. Packers needed him to uh, – Aaron Rodgers play 70% of the snaps for them to get the first-round pick. He isn't playing. They're, they're going to get the second-round pick now. So – but also people forget – Aaron Rodgers restructured his contract, so this year he's making pennies on the dollar compared to next year where he's making $100 million damn near because he moved most of his money to next year so they can go out and sign everybody. So even though he's hurt this year, yes, I had him as a Super Bowl favorite. Now that he's not around, the other team – I said the two teams battling for Super Bowl favorite in the AFC was the Jets and the Dolphins, and I, I feel so good now, like, okay – I can I can I can ride my team, but no Aaron Rodgers this year. Maybe it all plays out in their favor because then he'll they'll have him next year when they actually are paying for him, 
and he comes back. Maybe he retires because that rehab. I hear, I have heard, torn Achilles rehab is a motherfucker. So didn't didn't Kobe tear his Achilles? Yeah, and it's similar time frame too, where it's like on his way out. Like, what what are you gonna? It's your choice. Do you want to even Ryan Jensen tore torn ACL? He's not coming back. He's retiring for the, the and he's done. And it's just that time of the year where it's just like, do I want to come back and play for one more year? Yeah. We'll see. I'm not going to talk. I'm just going to pray for that boy to get better. But shout out that game. That game was fire. That was that was the that was a Monday night. That was a Monday night fade. The football gods had to do a couple things to make it close. But shout out the Jets Bills. You got you guys got a lit ass division right now. Your entire division had great games. So fuck it. Let's move on to the next one. We 15. We're about to hit the 15 minute mark. But Paul, before we go any further, we talked Monday night. How did we do on the uh, stats on the on the picks overall? So real quick before we move into the actual week and Kev gets his favorite games of the week, I'm gonna say on our overall record, Kev won the week. He he went eight and six to my six and eight. Locks, I was one and one to Kev's zero oh and two. I had the Eagles, Broncos. You had Vikings, Bengals. Tragic. Then on the dogs, I'm one and no. I had the Dolphins. So you're zero and one. You took tie-ins. Tragic. And then for my betting community, if you follow me on my best bets, I went four and two. It was a good weekend for my best bets. And props, I went six and eight. I'm a hit on some of these props. I didn't go positive. I went overall ten and ten. I fit five hundred, but six and eight. And I'll break down why I'm not upset about this. I mean, I had CD Lamb target like receptions, like that was a blowout. Like there was a couple of games where I like there's a reason why these probably didn't hit. So I'm not I like the science is still there. I'll come back next week. I love to see it, man. Love to see it. Love to see it. But now on to the next, to the rest of the games of the week. And it's crazy before we even get into that. It's crazy how I went 0-3 on my locks and the, but I won the week. So you're telling me. You picked one everywhere else. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not a better. That's why I be telling people all the time. They be like, damn, bro, you know a lot about betting. I don't. <laughs> I don't. My my co-host tells me everything. And I gotta be able to speak his language. <laughs> but, but on to the next game. So you know where we're going. You got the hat. You got the jersey. Tua got Mike McDaniels got the drip. Like, you feel me? It's these motherfucking dolphins. I told you. I'm not going to lie to you, Paul. I was talking shit in my – I was talking shit. I was like, bro, these dolphins, big fans, you're going to save our lives. What the fuck? First half, I was talking shit. I ain't going to lie. I was talking crazy. I put a, I ain't put enough respect on y'all name. I wouldn't say your defense is the greatest, but it does make plays when they need to make – when they need the plays to be made, especially that last fourth down when they – when they um, when Jalen Phillips and Christian Wilkins got the sack on Justin Herbert to call game. Needed that. But you're a Dolphins. What was the score? 36-34. In a barn burner. I'm talking – I'm going to let you say the stats. Fun fact. Fun fact. Dolphins didn't have the lead until two, that touchdown at the very end. That was yeah, I was watching. The Dolphins took the lead. But, I mean, to a – I mean – I've been trying. I've been banging the drum on Tua is him and speed kills and who's gonna. If y'all go back and watch episode zero, 
from way back the very first episode we ever dropped on on Totally Blake's podcast, you would see that when I uh, that when they, we had our sleeper picks, I said it's gonna be our team and why the speed kills. Like Jalen Waddle was a dog. Like who's who's gonna stop that? It's before the Tyreek train. Then we added Tyreek, and then who's stopping this offense right now? Tyreek put up what two hundred and eleven, two hundred and fifteen yards. Tua puts up four hundred and sixty six yards. And there was maybe two bad passes, I think, the whole game. And great passes, a whole bunch of them. We're talking about the, the fade route in a bucket. That was insanely, in that was insanely accurate. Then we're talking about third and long. Tua breaks out of pocket because it's the line collapse, hits the, the comeback route on the, on the outside to get the first down. To keep that drive alive. Like, there was just multiple passes where he – then there was one where he moves up the pocket and throws it, and it's Tyreek and Seam, 40-yard game. This man was averaging, like, 17th yards per depth of target. I mean, that's damn near 20 yards every time they complete a pass. They – like, this this offense – I don't want to say best offense in the league, but I'm going to say best offense in the league. Like, the run game, we don't need it. We don't fucking need it. All right, we'll just give the ball here and there. But who's stopping our wide receivers right now? Like, just barring injuries, nothing's stopping this offense. Defensive-wise, Vic Vangio didn't save nothing. Shout-out to the Chargers. They put up, like, 230 yards on, like, 40 carries. They went away from the run game and tried to turn it into a shootout with us. Justin Herbert ain't built for the big league, baby. All right, two is in the the stratosphere of the zone. Austin Eckler and them boys are averaging like eight yards per carry. And there was nothing our defense could do to stop the run game, which is very, like, very disappointing on my end for being someone that's hyping up Fick Banjo on them. So, defensive-wise, I think this team is great offensively. Defensively, I think we will be losing some games here and there because we just can't. We're looking like the Chiefs. Yeah, I respect it. I think you guys looked really, really great this week. I think it's the same old Chargers. I think that's something that I'll never understand. So Chargers can have so many great, like, individual players on defense, and they have a defensive-minded head coach in Brandon Staley. But that defense just lets people score. They just, like, they just give up big plays. Like, it's crazy. You got J.C. Jackson, Sante Samuel Jr., um, what is it, Joey Bill Bosa? Mack, Joey Bosa. You got hitters. You got genuine all pros. Like, I mean, maybe not Sante Samuel Jr., but like, you got pros and hitters. Like, all pros and hitters. But motherfucking, they just don't. They just give up points. It's crazy. And that's how. I, that's how I kind of looked at this game. I felt like there was never really a point where the Dolphins said we can't do this. Like, there was never a point where it was like, I don't think we got this. I don't know if we're built. There was never. There was really on some Bengals, Joe Burrow, Moxie type shit. Like there was never the chance for the Dolphins side. They were down and out, or they was like, "Oh, we're gonna, we're gonna lose this game." Now it's just like, "No, let's keep putting it on them." Two are going crazy, and my only thing is, I would be saying the exact same things as you, but I do think this this um Chargers defense isn't lackluster, but it does give up a lot of points. But my thing about it was, Tua looked awesome, and he did play um he did hit a lot of things on the money. But I want to see what Mike McDaniels continues to show, like, continue on. Because, like, this is going to be great for the first four weeks, probably six. 
But there's going to be a point in time where they need to adjust. And I think Mike McDaniel showed in the playoffs last year, Yankee, you guys can adjust really well because you do look good with Teddy Bridgewater, quarterback. You look good with Skylar Thompson, at quarterback. So he can adjust. Well, I want to see how you adjust when people start thinking, like, all right, we got to isolate the cheetah. We can't allow this to just happen every game. And that's when Jalen Waddle gets his 10 catches for, like, definitely. Nine. But that's the thing. Can you like what 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 are these adjustments that you are you gonna turn Jalen Waddle back into that monster that he is? Hey, two thousand yards, Tyreek Hill. Just book it now. I mean, what's two on track for? Seven thousand yards? <laughs> book it. Yeah, book, book it. it. <laughs> book it. Then uh, did you have a third game for your game of the weeks? So this is when things get interesting, right? So we got to talk Patriots. We got to talk Patriots and Eagles. But I don't know if they're in my games of the week. I think they were a close game. They were a fun game. But I don't know them. I think the Eagles didn't look that great to me. So the Eagles didn't look great to me. I don't know if they're not trying to show something. I mean, or did you have to deal with a, um, a Bill Belichick that spent the last, what, five months, six months, Knowing that um playing getting ready for you, checking everything that you had in the and um in the footage. I don't know. I don't really know how do you how do you feel about this game? Patriots Eagles. I mean, first half Eagles dominated, and it was because of, like the interception return, special teams were showing out, getting great returns, but Eagles offense then you could do nothing. Like this was this was an Eagles offense that wasn't producing points like to get in great field position and not doing anything with it and then mac jones and the patriots made adjustments at halftime and came out swinging and i mean mac jones went off in the second half and honestly if you take away that 60 that like 80 yard like when the patriots looked bad early and they keep through that interception pick six and that wasn't on the board he was probably not walking out with this game which like Shout out Eagles for covering my minus four, part of my best bets. But this was not the Eagles that went to the Super Bowl. This is not the Eagles that all offseason they were rapping about, look how locked in Jalen Hurts is. Jalen Hurts was staring in his locker room for 40 minutes after the Super Bowl loss. He takes all the blame. Like, this was not the Eagles I expected to come out with a chip on their shoulder. Like, we're going to show the world we're the best team in the league. This was an Eagles team that showed me, like, oh, the NFC East may be still up for grabs, and it is, like, anybody's division, how it is almost every 17 years, yet a repeat winner. All I'm saying. That's actually pretty crazy. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I agree with you fully. I don't know what's going on with the Eagles. I'm going to just charge it to the Bill Belichick defense. My dog Christian Gonzalez looked good. He was all over the place. I'm gonna charge this to the. I'm gonna charge this to the Bill Belichick defense, and we'll see how that goes. But we'll see how they continue to play. And the last game I want to hit, not really the game of the week, but fuck, we gotta talk about this. Cowboys beats the Giants, forty to zero. And Paul, I feel like they had their starters play the whole game. I know the Cowboys put in Cooper Rush. Really? I was about to say, because I feel like every time I looked up, because I was on the phone back when it was like, it was 32 to zero. No, Cooper Rush only played through one pass. Yeah, I just said it was the fourth quarter when he went in. Hell yeah. 
So yeah, I don't know. But boy, they fucked them up. They literally looked better than them on every single side of the field. There wasn't a single part where I was like, oh yeah, them boys know. Special teams killed him. Defense, turnovers, sacks. Motherfuckers are up by like 20, are up by like 28, and Michael Parsons is looking like, I want more. I want more. Motherfucking they over the Giants, Daniel Jones throwing picks. And it looks just like the one Kadarius um, Tony Joplin got picked off. Like, this uh, Cowboys team did everything possible to fuck them up. And, like, because the Giants knocked out the Cowboys in the playoffs last year, right? No, they knocked the Vikings out and then lost. Why do I keep thinking that? But um, that's what I was thinking. I was like, this had to have been revenge for last year. Had to. No, I mean, does the defense of the Cowboys is super legit. They showcased why. Mika Parsons, Michael Parsons is the favorite to win defensive player of the year. They showcased why they were probably they were top three in fantasy leagues and for defenses. And they also they're just showcasing like everyone likes to put the blame on Dak and everything, but this was a game where it showcased where like we don't need Dak to win games. But also it could be the same old Cowboys because they love to look great in the regular season and always fall off in the end of the season type shit. So we don't want to put too much hype on them yet. But I will say just the defense. You can put all the hype you want on the defense. Special teams look fucking phenomenal as well. And to top it all off, fucking uh uh Michael uh Michael Parsons went on his little uh bleacher report podcast and gave respect to the Giants saying that it wasn't um, Danny Dimes' fault. Like, Evan Neal, he didn't want to say it. I want to say Evan Neal, first-round draft pick last year, Alabama, top five pick last year, offensive line, bump. Got destroyed by the fucking Cowboys last year. Got destroyed again this year after talking about, oh, he got he got way better, he's ready. No, he got he looks like he looks like a bust. Or, um, he looked like a bust last year. He already showcased this year. He doesn't look like a top five pick. Man, it's going to be a long season if Evan Neal doesn't get his shit together. But he did give credit to Danny Dimes saying, like, it's not his – like, when you're a quarterback, if the pocket's collapsing so quick, like, there's only so much you can do. The interception's not his fault. Like, he, this is also his second year with the ball. It's not like he had the ball since he's a rookie. He had to learn the system. Like, uh, he was just giving it like, oh, like the Giants ain't as bad as people want to say. And I agree with that sentiment. I think the Giants just look terrible like some other teams we're going to hit on later. But I think I think they're a team that's going to right their wrongs come like we They just went up against probably arguably the best defense in the league. You know, you know, it's funny that you made that point. And I respect that. I don't think the Giants are completely awful. I just think they got fucked up bad. But um. Somebody else made a point similar to that when we were talking about Adesanya versus Strickland because he's Nigerian, and he said, but here's the thing. A real champion can come back. And I'm like, we, a real champion can learn from his losses. And I'm like, bro, you've never heard anybody ever say that after a win before. you never, ever heard nobody say that before. before. you never heard anybody say that before they lose. Like, them niggas always say that afterwards. Like, yeah, man, I'm losing. And great for you. I hope you do get better off of that. But I'm gonna call a spade a spade and an as whooping an as whooping. The Giants are handing them bitches out for free. I'm talking turnovers. Who all got turnovers in this game? Noah Egunobane, former Dolphin. He got the special teams uh, field goal block touchdown. I forgot about the field goal block. 
That's what I was saying. That first drive, the Giants were moving. Like, the Giants got into field goal position, and then Graham Gonneau, worst game of his career, gets the shit blocked. Not really his fault. But then he misses a field goal later on in the game, and that's the reason why they put up nothing. That boy was hurting. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see the long season, but this is the perfect time to overreact. It's week one. Yeah. But, yeah, that's all the games I wanted to cover for facts, unless you want to talk to them 30 bats. No, nah, we'll, we'll make it down the list. We got to start knocking out all these games. First one, another ass-whooping. Ravens blew out the Texans. Ravens didn't look too good. I'm going to be honest. Like, offensively, they struggled. Lamar had fumble interception. He the, 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 the Zay Flowers, legitimate dog, wide receiver one rookie year, looks like. J.K. Dobbins hurt for the year, torn, a, uh, torn Achilles, I believe. He's out for the season. He just can never That's stay healthy. Yeah, he can never stay healthy. He's a shame. Great talent, but can just never stay healthy. But Ravens blow out the Texans, no big deal. Texans kind of suck. C.J. Stroud looked pretty ass. whole team looked pretty ass other than the defense. Defense looked great because they definitely gave the Ravens a hard time. And then next game down the list, the Browns beat the Bengals 24-3, which is a big one in my opinion just because we were both on the Bengals here. Nah, for real. Browns. Hey, Joe, I'm over here looking crazy with my Joe Burrow's MVP take, and this motherfucker had like 81 yards. Yeah, bro. He looked – I mean, the whole offense looked terrible. Joe Mixon didn't look too bad, but they didn't give him the ball too much. They kind of – like were trying to – keep throwing themselves out of it, and it is never fruition. But the Browns' defense have owned Joe Burrow in the past, so, like, all the things are pointing towards the Browns should probably make it competitive and maybe win the game. But I was just so – I mean, not even, like, Deshaun Watson balled out. Deshaun Watson didn't look great either. So it was, like, the Bengals – the Browns is how they number. Fuck. In the Battle of Ohio, Cleveland. You won. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Joe uh, Jack Crockerin is out for the season, torn ACL, MCL for the off all pro offensive lineman for the Browns. So like they got a good win, but moving forward, that's a big blow. I mean, Nick Chubb's still gonna be a dog, but like Deshaun Watson, like the blocking ain't gonna be there as much anymore. It's just he already looked pretty rough to start the start the season. He only gonna look rougher, in my opinion. Then, we gonna we gonna we gonna close out the division and talk Kenneth Pickinson. Yeah, we can close him out. I mean, that was another ass whooping, thirty to three. But I will give him a little credit because there was early in the game where I don't know who it was. It was Bosa. Somebody tackled him, and they hit him with the same spin move that Slando on the back of his head, like how Tua was concussed for that game. And I mean, Kenny. From there, Kenny looked terrible. I mean, we do know that Deontay Johnson cami and injury. He's he's gonna be hurt for a few games. Probably like I think they said four to six weeks for Deontay Johnson, which is a big blow. But Steelers look pathetic. I mean, the Steelers. We've always looked at them as a team that can figure their shit out. We don't really know if it's coming the first week or might not come the second. But as long as they got T.J. Watt. They'll be able to figure something out. 
The 49ers, on the other hand, though, that's the team to beat right now. They probably look the best out of everybody in week one, including against the including the Cowboys. Because that team has a, on a mission. I was high on Brandon IU coming into the season and Debo Samuel. My dog Brandon IU goes for 107 yards, two touchdowns, scores me 35 fantasy points. So I'm with the sleep feeling nice at the um after um Sunday. And that entire team just looked great. The defense was doing things, staying busy on defense, forcing turnovers. Love a team that can force a bunch of turnovers. Offense looking great. Christian McCaffrey, like you said, scored on his first touch. So I'm just saying, man, that team looked fucking awesome. Shout out the um shout out the 49ers for looking good. I mean, the Steelers defense, they did what they could do. Brock Purdy. Looked fucking nice in the game. So, yeah, the whole 49ers look great. And I think they're coming here with a vengeance. If they continue to play like this all season, because I was talking on a preview about how the 49ers talk. 49ers start a little slower every year. If they continue to play like this all season, I don't see too many people fucking with the 49ers. I'm not going to lie to you. I mean, we hit on it before the game season started. Like, Shanahan, this is the best running back he's ever had. And defensive-wise, they only got better. They added Hargreave to that defensive line that already had Nick Bosa. Unfortunately, our boys over there in black and gold had to be the first team to run into them. Still my pick to win the whole NFC thing. Looking pretty good. Next game on the list, since uh, we closed out that division, let's move on to the next game. This was a big shocker as well. We had the Vikings losing at home to the Buccaneers where the Bucs defense, hate them or love them, they look fucking phenomenal. I was shitting on them as much as I wanted to, but they forced two fumbles of interception all before halftime, which really was just, I mean, the Vikings would get yards and then Kirk was just fucking it up. And normally I would love to say Kirk loves the fuck up, this and that, but Vikings at home, where is the difference? Like Vikings at home all have done really good. It's when they hit the road is when the fuck ups happen. So for the Bucks defense to show up at in Minnesota was like, oh shit, like this isn't normal out of the Vikings. This is when they usually look really good. I mean Congrats to the Bucks. They won week one. Baker Mayfield looked way better than I expected. Mike Evans scored. Shout out the Bucks. I mean, the defense did all right. But they just still had 150. So regardless, we was in. They did get some stops, forced a couple turnovers. Couldn't stop my dog Alexander Madison from scoring. But you know what I'm saying? They did their thing. But I think the Bucks just showed heart in this game because this game was really, 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 really fucking close. And they could have lost it at any point. But Baker Mayfield, he he did what needed to be done. He did what needed to be done to win. So I fuck, I will give them that. They did have a little heart, and I respect that. First half, the first half, the Bucks did not look good defensive wise. Great, but couldn't do nothing with it. Second half is I think because they got the new offensive coordinator that made Geno look like a baller, and we'll hit on Geno and them later with without him. But definitely second half is when they opened the playbook and the Bucks started scoring, and um. Uh, I mean, Mike Evans, there was a, another pass from Baker that like, – I'm a big Baker hater, but he threw a pass on a, on a fucking uh, streak route, and it was right in Mike Evans' hands. It was a jump ball. And I was like, damn, 
Baker low key not looking too bad over there. I mean, yeah, he had a couple of dimes. I'm not gonna lie. I'm gonna put respect. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna call a spade a spade. That's and gonna then, be my saying all season. Well, then we're gonna continue with the NFC South here. We got the Saints beating the Titans. We both took the Titans here with sixteen to fifteen. And honestly, this is it was hard to really take it took much from this game other than both the like Saints defense looked legit getting three turnovers, but the they only scored sixteen points with it. Like you're not gonna like if you're only getting sixteen points out of your new quarterback in Derek Carr, it probably isn't worth it. Titans on the other hand look terrible. Got sacked. And Derek Carr got sacked four times. But the Titans look terrible. I mean, I mean that was probably one of the worst games. I was riding the Tannehill train, like, oh, they were only they got the same team. Nah, like, I don't know what the Derrick Henry didn't cover my prop. Uh, D Hop didn't do much, and they they were, I mean, turnover after turnover. I mean, this was just an ugly ass game from two teams that looked really, really rusty. I don't know if they didn't play no preseason. They just did not look ready to go. I mean, I don't really see too much of a ceiling for Ryan Tannehill in them. I think this might be them at the worst, but I also don't think them at their best is too much better than this. I do see think the Saints can probably figure this out because their defense looked great. God, they have a new quarterback, two new running backs, and Alvin Kamara's out. So... Uh, I'm not mad at them boys. Chris Olave looked good. Yeah, he did. That was Chris Olave looked good. Wrong. So I'm not mad at the Saints. They should. I'm. Go, they won the game. Good for them. But it's just two teams that looked rusty. I think over this season, we'll see more from them. But you made a great point. Derek Carr didn't look too amazing. Defense. The um, Titans D line was getting back there. Yeah, the Saints, I don't see them doing too great this season. They continue to play like this. And then our next NFC South and last NFC South game, we saw the Falcons put on a show against the Panthers, which early was a defensive slugfest. It did open up more in the second half. And uh, J.C. Horn is going to be out for a few weeks. He's uh, got injured in the game. I think he's out for like four to six weeks. Now, that's tragic. That J.C. Horn injury would be hurtful. They'd be so, they'd be so, they'd be Every so Every season, too, so far. Rookie season last year and this year. He's not playing a full season. That's something to look at. We'll see what they do with him because that's going to affect. They're definitely going to talk about that when it's time to pay. But shout out my motherfucking Dirty Birds. Shout out Jesse Bates, the third. Got three turnovers in this game. Arthur Smith. He's fast. Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith, motherfucking coach this bitch like he was supposed to. Got the motherfucking running backs. Tyler Aguirre, what do you have? 75 yards for um two touchdowns. Bijan had Ooh. a touchdown. Motherfucking. So shout out Arthur Smith for coaching his team like it needs to be coached. Defense getting stops when they needed to get stops. Didn't let didn't give up too much points. Had Bryce Young really thinking so? I think Jesse Bates just lit a fire under us, and we just was like, all right, let's make it happen. Kyle Pitts getting um getting a big gain over the seams. I mean, I don't think that we're like I'm not gonna be I'm not screaming like I'm um, y'all or something, 
But I think we did look good this game. There's a, there's a lot of improvements we can make, especially when it comes to playing better teams. We don't want to have those holes. But shout out us, man. We look great. Um, I wish I could tell you something great about the Panthers, but like after like that third quarter, it was kind of all Falcons after that. Yeah, I mean Bryce Young didn't look too hot. The offensive line for the off- for the Panthers didn't look great. That they kept getting to Bryce, and like that was the biggest question mark for me was y'all's defensive line. But y'all answered them questions, or maybe the Panthers' offensive line is that bad. But it's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough season because the Panthers' defense still look great. Are they all constantly gonna be stuck with as a bad offense with a good defense, and this is gonna be the, the the tall tale of the Panthers? And then with y'all, I just need to see more of the passing game because defensively y'all look great. Running game unstoppable. And I just need to see a little, there's not a lot more. They're saying a little bit more out of Desmond Riddler. And I'm just thinking it, it was either the Arthur Smith had the matchup and he wanted to run the fucking ball and we'll see the throwing game, passing game later on when he need, needs it to be there. Or was it just, this is going to be us all season. Cause like, if that's going to be all season, I think y'all have a winning record, but it's going to be hard to win those big games. If this is, if this is the, the whole season. No, nah, we didn't have a win record last year. It was like seven and nine. Yeah, but I think you know, we are still my pick for the division. So like I think y'all squeeze out the winning record like this. But then it's like that playoffs is gonna look kind of hard if y'all like if this is the identity. So like if Riddler takes that step and I just haven't seen it yet, maybe it's cause Arthur Smith knew let's just run the fucking ball a hundred fucking times and feed the running backs and we'll win this game. And we'll we'll show the passing game next game. I, and that's just something I'm gonna be looking for, towards, like as the season progresses. Mm-hmm. I agree wholeheartedly to that. Because you can adjust to a run game, especially nowadays. But we have receivers. We need to use and we need to utilize them. Like Bijan, like I said, the greatest prospect out of college football, running back wise, since like AP, and he looked like a he looked like a wide receiver. Like when he caught that shit and just stopped on a dime and just walked in, I was like, ooh. He's him. He's here. He's now. <laughs> That's real. Shout out Bijan. That shit did look good as fuck. Now let's jump over to I think this is the final game of the one. Oh no, we have one more. But second to final, I got the Colts losing to the Jaguars at home 31 to 21. And it was in the Colts' grasp. It was It really was. Yeah, like Anthony Richardson was him. He was running the ball, throwing dimes to Pittman. Pittman had a good game. Um, like they they were defensive wise getting stops other than other stopping everyone other than Calvin Ridley. Then a couple late turnovers, Colts lose the game. Jaguars win it like they should have. But I mean, it, one thing I take away from this game is Colts are alive, and Anthony Richardson can play football at the NFL level. And me drafting him in almost every one of my fantasy leagues will pay off for me this season. You and them running quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Anthony Richardson to lead the rookies in passing touchdowns, ten a uh, plus one thousand, looking pretty good right now. He looked the best mm-hmm. out of all the quarterbacks this the open rookie quarterbacks week one. Okay, he's not lying. I mean, shout out them. I think the Giants, not the Giants, the Jaguars looked great. Travis Etienne when he broke, that was a great fucking score. Calvin Ridley, like you said, looked awesome. Trevor Lawrence, I think he didn't do too much. He didn't do too less. He really looked. He just came out there and won the game. 
So I look forward to seeing this um these, these um Colts Jaguars um matchups in the future. And then DeForest Buckner, I think he was on crack today. Like he really came out ready to fuck shit up. Yeah. So, so he got the big because he scored, didn't he? Yeah, he had, didn't he had he the big touchdown. Yeah, so DeForest Buckner scored, and then he got a couple sacks. So that's the motherfucker I'm really putting a lot of respect on right now. If they continue to play like that. And this was a, a string of games that I'm going to hit on as a group. They're all back-to-back on, like, I had, like, I, I took one team, you took the other. And my team, like, I felt like it was a big underdog. And I'm sitting there, like, in the start of the fourth quarter, like, Colts got this. Colts got this. And this is where I want to be for the Colts pick. And then it just, it just went away. It just went away. But, I mean, it's just showing me that there's life over there in the Colts still. And the Jaguars, I mean, Zay Jones, uh, I mean, everyone's going to eat. Zay Jones, Calvin Ridley, Evan Ingram, Christian Kirk, Travis Etienne. Like, every week's going to be a different handful of these guys that are going to eat. Mm-hmm. The, the next game, that's the same alley where I was I was there until I wasn't. The Cardinals losing to the Commanders. Oh, this Eight, almost made the games of the week. 18 to 20. And I, as much as I want to bang the drum on how Sam Howell was not him, it just I can't bang that drum when they when they won the game. Like even though he didn't look great and he's part of the reason why this game was so close, Cardinals defense definitely showed up. I definitely covered the Cardinals plus seven. That was a, a fun ride of the game because I was never in doubt after the Cardinals came out and started it was winning the game for most of the game. Yeah, I mean, I respect it. Um you don't have to say it. I don't mind saying that Sam Howell is not him. He is not him. From him, by him, not him. You feel me? So when he got that fumble and then they they scored in the end zone, I literally screamed the most. I would literally scream, "You sorry, mother trucker!" And I'm pretty sure I picked the. I thought um I was really thought the Commanders were gonna blow this. I ain't gonna lie to you. I was like, "There's no way." They're going to let the – because the Cardinals were winning and Josh Dotson was getting the shit done. I'm over here thinking, like, there's no way the Cardinals are really about to do this. But the commanders figured their stuff out, got the late – got the scores late in the game, and they made it happen. But, boy, if the Card- if they had lost to the Cardinals, I probably would have traded Scary Terry, like, that same day. Yeah, if it wasn't for their defense getting the big fumble on Joshua Dobbs to in the, in the last couple seconds to set up the game-winning field goal, and then Dobbs only having like thirty seconds left, and they couldn't do anything with it. But like before that big fumble, it was the Cardinals had the ball and were moving down and could have rolled the clock out. And then does that big fumble happen? Unfortunately, I mean they covered the plus seven for my bets, but they didn't get the win. Next game, I was I was on this team, and they actually won it. Packers beating the Bears, but. This was the biggest question mark going into the season for a lot of people because MVP, Justin Fields, the Bears, how good are they going to be? The Bears showed you that this is the first overall pick last year for a fucking reason. The Bears stunk. As much like Jordan Love looked great. The Packers defense looked great. Dobbs looked like a fucking animal. And this was no Christian Watson Packers wide receiver one. Uh, Aaron Jones, two tutties. A.J. Dillon uh, eating up the gut. Like, Packers look phenomenal, but I think it's more on 
this is the Bears. The Bears just suck. Like the, the Justin Fields is not a good NFL quarterback, and it's it's showing. Multiple like fumble interceptions, multiple mistakes. Yeah, I mean, I think the media did a really good job at showing all his highlights because you really sit down and think like, oh, none of these led to wins. Like, none of them were really seeing really translated the W's. Even though they look good, they're great athletic feats, and I know I can't do it. But none of these really got him the W's. So, I don't know what the fuck I was thinking when I picked the Bears second. But the fact that the Bears are probably going to take fourth and the Packers might – the Packers have a chance to win this division is crazy. Because Jordan Love looks straight out there. He really looked comfortable. He looks like he's been getting a lot of first-team reps. So we'll see him against better competition and a better defense and see what he does with it. And I, I gave George Justin Fields the tag. He's two things. He's all flash and all ass. Those are the only two things you get out of him. Maybe there's a flashy play or an ass play, and that's all. <laughs> and then our last four o'clock – oh, no, we have two more four o'clock games. But our last two games, we had – this was the barn burner – the Raiders beating the Broncos 17-16. to Broncos come out and kick an onside kick to start the game. They were this close to getting it, but a legal penalty to touch the ball a half yard too early. Raiders win. Raiders didn't look too great. Broncos didn't look too great. Both teams struggle to put up points. 17-16, Jimmy G leads the Raiders, who everyone thought was dead, to the first win of the season. And first in the division. Because the Chargers, Chiefs, and Broncos all are 0-1. Raiders are sitting 1-0 at the top of the division. Being on top is lonely at the top. Who would have thought? I was about to say, I should go check the Falcons. We might be, we should be sitting number one since we beat a division opponent. Y'all probably aren't sitting at the top. But, like, who would have thought in the week one that the only team in this division would have won, that, that, had, that actually won a game, was the Raiders? Not, not, the, not the Walmart family. I mean, I can't even – I mean, I don't know how much to really take from this game. Russ looked okay. Everyone looked okay. I feel like his all like, the defense looked good on both sides, but everyone has looked okay. Yeah, that's real. And then our last game to wrap out the seat of the – in the first week one in the NFL – Rams beating the Seahawks in Seattle, 30-13. to No Cooper Cup, no worries. Stafford went out there and threw for, what, 300, uh, 334 yards to rookie Puka Nuka, Tutu Atwell, Van Jefferson, and Tyler Higby. And they he just he destroyed them, bro. This absolutely obliterated that Seahawks defense. Yes, Devin Witherspoon – Top 10 pick corner this year. Didn't play. But, I mean, still. You had Tyreek Woolen that everyone loves to hype up. And, I mean, Geno looked shitty. Shout out to the under 253 passing yards. He only put up 112. Seattle's oh. offense looked terrible. And Seattle's defense looked terrible. You can say no, Rams own. Rams, McVay does own Carroll. But is it? Is it a sign, like a red flag, or is it just McVay owns Carroll, keep it moving? It's looking like keep it moving because they're doing this to him every time. Maybe not in the same fashion. 
continually shutting shit down. But just like the Browns continuously to beat Joe Burrow. There's some people just have a number, I guess. I feel like we weren't people that like to follow the trends as much, but like the trends are trends. And they keep fucking sure. it. I think the trends are trends until I bet on them. Like how long was it heads in a row? And then the one year I was like, you know what, I'm a bet. I didn't even bet the next thing you know, this would be that it was tails. I was like, it's crazy. For the Super Bowl. Alright. No, heads is heads and then tails never fails until last year. Until we actually made an actual pick on it. Mm-hmm. And then real quick before we head out of here, I threw into a group chat biggest takeaways from week one, and this is just the biggest overall message that I got from everyone. One, the Bucks ain't the worst team in the NFL. Two, Patrick Mahomes needs Travis Kelsey to turn water to wine. Thanks. As long as Tua, Waddle, and Tyreek are healthy, they'll be the most electrifying team in the AFC, probably NFL, maybe win the division, can never count them out for a big play. I can tell you wrote that one. <laughs> that wasn't me. That wasn't me. I just I just threw the question in the air and let the people talk. This is this is from the people. Justin Fields is really either a bum or he truly needs to get back in rhythm. The 49ers and Cowboys are elite, and if they stay healthy, are, are true contenders. Lamar is so mid. Bijan is him. Ridley is him. And the Browns are the best team in the AFC North. Oh, oh, wow. They were reaching for that one. That was the last, the last one. Did you drew the line? Yeah, they reached. On that one. I'm gonna let everything else slide so they did that. All right, well, I just wanted to shout out. I threw, I threw the question in there. Yeah, I about to say, got a little too much dip on your chip. A little too much dip on your chip, like, like Aaron Rodgers and the New York Jets. But my biggest takeaway from week one is that ah, the Falcons are 1 0, and this is our first time since 2017. I, I keep saying that because I didn't know that until they told me. I was like, it's crazy. My second year of college is when we finally got a motherfucking. We started off the season with a win. And so shout out to us. Shout out week one. Prayers to Aaron Rodgers and anybody else that got hurt this season this um week. Shout out to fantasy teams. My team won. And guess guess what? The guy I was playing against had Aaron Rodgers. But um, ours already busted his ass by 20 beforehand. And I had Garrett Wilson. So regardless, I was going to go. So shout out everybody that won this week. Is there anything else you want to add for power for week one? Tua is him, and y'all, everyone that says otherwise, y'all just don't know ball at this point. Man, I respect it. Jesse, Jesse, but you're the only one that I swear that be hating on this nigga. You be hating on him the most around me. But um, Jesse Bates, no, 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 I'm lying. I was talking to random Dolphin fans, and he was hating on him too. Dolphins fans hate Tua more than a lot of people. But Jesse Bates, for me, Jesse Bates is a defensive player of the year, defensive player of the week, Mr. Motherfucking Defense. Put respect on his name. And that's about it, man. This has been week one. It's a vibe. Appreciate you coming and chillaxing with it first for an hour, with it for an hour, big for an hour. Make sure you're checking out the MMA episode, the the boxing episodes, the preview episodes, the Thursday night episodes. Instagram coming soon. Ah, oh, man, we got nothing but love for all y'all. So appreciate y'all and make sure y'all take it easy. But before I forget, I gotta remind you that this has been a totally blitz podcast. But more than anything. 
Yes, a bit.